0: today on Adventures in Faith with Jerry Savelle.
1: That's the life of faith. You just trust God. Keep standing, keep believing, amen? Keep decreeing, keep sowing toward it, hallelujah. And if you do those things and you know those are basic principles of the life of faith, then God is gonna honor your faith. God wants you to remain a dreamer. Look at your neighbor and tell them, don't ever stop dreaming. Don't ever stop dreaming. Can you say amen? Amen. Now you all know the story of Joseph found in Genesis chapter 37. And I love this phrase in verse five, Joseph dreamed a dream. I like to put my name in there since it both of them starts with J. Jerry dreamed a dream. A dream. Put your name in there and say it out loud. When I say Joseph, you say your name. Joseph dreamed a dream. Amen. Jerry dreamed a dream. Now, one of the mistakes that Joseph made was sharing his dream with the wrong kind of people. <laughs> you know, not everybody will be as enthusiastic about your dream as you are and there's some people you just can't share it with. Amen. You just can't share it with some people. They'll try to talk you out of it. They'll, 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 they'll say things like, well, you know, I dreamed a dream like that, but it never came to pass. Well, I'm not basing my faith on your experiences. I'm basing my faith on what God told me, hallelujah. Amen. And you know the story when he told the dream to his brothers they they hated him they hated him not only that but they sold him into slavery now just like joseph our dreams very seldom come to pass overnight how many of you have ever had your dream come to pass overnight most of the time there's a duration there's a waiting period There's a having done all to stand, stand. Amen. But what else is new? That's the life of faith. You just trust God. Keep standing. Keep believing. Amen. Keep decreeing. Keep sowing toward it. Hallelujah. And if you do those things and you know those are basic principles of the life of faith, then God is going to honor your faith. And make it come to pass. But don't give up because it didn't happen overnight. Not, not, not only that, but don't give up because you experience a lot of opposition shortly after you dream the dream. It seems like, you know, many times you dream a dream and it's so vivid to you and you're excited about it, you're passionate about it, and then all of a sudden it just seems like every devil in your town showed up at your house the next day, (laughs) trying to convince you that that'll never happen. That'll never come to pass. I remember years ago, Oral and Evelyn Roberts came and spent some time with us. And uh, uh, I'd I'd served on Brother Roberts' board for many years. And uh, we had bought some property that we we're intending to use to expand the ministry. And uh, I had Brother Roberts come out and walk the property with me because, and he told me, he said, this looks just like the property that I bought in Tulsa before anything else was out there. It's just a pasture and cows. Mm-hmm. And he said, and this looks like the property I bought to build ORU on. And I said, well, that's the reason why I want you to walk it with me. And so he grabbed his Bible and uh, we walked out there. Now, before we went on the property, we're standing in front of this barbed wire fence. And he's standing there and looking at this property and sharing stories with me about how that and what he did to, he said, the first thing I did is I went and dug a hole, (laughs) you know? He said, this is where Oral Roberts University is going to be. And he, and he opened his, he, he, he had his Bible in his hand and it slipped out of his hand and fell across the barbed wire fence on the ground. And when it opened up, he looked down and he said, look at this. And it fell open to Nehemiah. And the first verse I saw was, rise and build. He said, this is where you're going to build. And we walked out there on that property and so forth. And that's, that's, that's what we're building. Praise God. Amen. But Brother Roberts told me, you know, the kind of opposition he had. Oh, it seemed like the moment he decided that he's going to build Oral Roberts University out there on a part of town where nothing existed. I don't know why there's a lot of devils seem to live at City Hall. <laughs> Anybody ever had problems with city hall when you, when you're trying to do something for the ministry? You know, build a church and, uh, and, and it just looked like everybody came against him, but he got it built. In fact, one time, you know, I was, I was endeavoring to, to, to build something years ago and in the natural, it looked like it never happened. Where am I going to get the money to do this? Seemed like, you know, the heavens had become brass and, uh, and, and finally, I, I said, I know what I'm going to do. I jumped in my airplane and I flew to Tulsa. And there's a hotel right across the street from Robert Roberts University. I went to that hotel and I said, I want a room with a view. I want to view the campus. So they gave me a room and I pulled up a chair in front of the window, opened the drape so I could see the entire campus. And then I pulled up another chair next to mine. And I looked out there and I said, Satan, sit down and look. He said, I don't want to see that. I said, You started this, you're going to look. You told me I couldn't build. You told me I couldn't do this. You told me, I I said, Look, you told him the same thing, but look. Don't you get up yet. I'm not done with you. I'll tell you when you can flee. And I sat there and allowed what Oral Roberts built to inspire me, because the Bible says, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises, praise God. I've done that many times out at KCM. You know, I mean, if you can't get inspired going out to Kenneth Copeland Ministries, (laughs) there's something wrong with you. Because I remember when I started with Brother Copeland, it was in his father's insurance office, little old tiny room, about three or four rooms. My my office was the hallway. If anybody had to go to the bathroom, I had to leave my office because you couldn't get, you couldn't get through there. I, I built I built a rack of t- tables to set the duplicators on, and I stood there and duplicated tapes. And if somebody had to go to the bathroom, I had to leave my office so they go to the bathroom. Because you couldn't squeeze between me and the wall. Little tiny place. And then I remember when they moved from there. And of course, it, it got bigger. And then I remember when they moved from there, it got bigger. And then they moved to another place and it got bigger. I remember the, Brother Copeland, when he still had the little skyline, his first airplane. And I came to work here. And he and I got in that Sky Lane one day, and he took me out to where their office headquarters are now. And we flew over that little airport, and there were cattle out on the runway. And Brother Copeland kind of did a low pass to shoo the cattle away. And he did a touch and go, and he, he, he slapped me on the arm and said, You hear me saying it, boy, one of these days, I'm going to own this property. He was saying that way back then. And he didn't have the money to own that property, far from it. And we circled around and came back and did another touch and go. You hear me saying it, boy, I'm going to own this property one day. Well, praise God, I've got to watch all the way from his daddy's insurance office to that. And if you don't think that's inspiring, I mean, anytime the devil tells me I can't do this, I can't do that, I hear God say, go to KCM. <laughs> Just look. Just walk around. Look. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've done that. The Bible says, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. You don't, you don't need to be telling your dreams to unbelievers you don't need to be telling your dreams to unbelieving Christians. Yeah. When you dream a dream, you got to be selective about who you share it with. Because not everybody is going to be as enthusiastic about it. Not everybody's going to be as passionate about it. And be careful sharing it with relatives. Because yeah. some relatives think it's their call in life to discourage you.
0: <laughs> Amen.
1: Dear Lord, if I'd have listened to some of my relatives, I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't be where I am today. Keep dreaming. Don't stop dreaming. God is the God who makes things happen. Can he say amen? amen? Now, I love this. Verse 19 of Genesis chapter 37, talking about Joseph. And they said, behold, the dreamer cometh. The dreamer cometh. What do people think when they see you come up? Behold, the doubter cometh.
0: <laughs>
1: Behold, the unbeliever cometh. Behold, the quitter cometh. They ought to be saying, Behold, here comes that dreamer again. Right. Here comes that dreamer again. Look at your neighbor and say, It'll be all right. Call me a dreamer. Hallelujah. Amen. Behold, the dreamer cometh. You have to remain strong, refuse to waver if you want that dream to come to pass. I've said this before, but it's my sermon. I want to hear it again. In 1969, when I surrendered my life to the Lord and I shut my business down and began to prepare for full-time ministry, uh, Rene and Carolyn grew up in the same church, Life Tabernacle. That's the reason I know Renee. And uh, Brother Jack Moore, precious man of God, Brother, Brother Moore announced coming in just before we entered into 1970 that we were going to have a watch night service. I didn't know what a watch night service was. So I asked Carolyn, I said, what is a watch night service? She said, we're going to have church all night. I said, you're kidding I said, what are we going to do? She said, well, the choir is going to sing. And she said, he'll call on different people to give testimonies and, and they'll probably have a number of people give sermonettes, you know, and then, but brother Moore said, but I've invited a man to be our keynote speaker and I consider him to be a prophet of God. I asked Carol, I said, what's a prophet of God? (laughs) She said, well, go and you'll find out. And so I was, I was looking forward to this. I'd never been in a watch night service. So we got there and uh, they did everything Carolyn said they would probably do. And then Brother Moore introduced this man that he considered to be a prophet of God. And so I'm sitting there and eager to hear what he had to say and he gave us great message. And then he said, now the Lord told me coming into this meeting That I was to lay hands on every man in this church tonight. So I want all the men to stand up and form a line around the building. And then I'm going to stand right here and Brother Moore is going to stand opposite of me and you're going to come and walk between us and we're going to lay hands on you. And I may have a word for you or I may not. Brother Moore might have a word for you or may not, but we will pray for every man in this church. So it was quite a group. So I got up and I got in line. Now I'm way over here and I'm, I'm watching all this, working my way around. And he did have prophetic word for some, some they just prayed for. And now I'm next. So I walk up there and the prophet lays his hands on my head. And brother Moore lays his hands on my head. And the prophet said, airplanes, airplanes, Airplanes. Brother Moore said, oh yes, fly, fly, fly. I didn't have a clue what that meant. So I started walking off. He said, no, 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 young man, wait, there's more, there's more. So I backed up. He laid his hands on my head, pastor laid his hands on my head, and the prophet said again, airplanes, airplanes, airplanes. Brother Moore said, oh yeah, fly, fly, fly. I thought, okay. I don't know what that means. So I started to walk off. No, no, no. Wait, wait. There's more. Airplanes, airplanes, airplanes. Brother Moore said, oh yeah, Jerry, fly, fly, fly. I just stood there. They said, you can go now. So I left. I went back and sat down. I said, Carolyn, what in the world did that mean? Now I'd only been on one airplane in my life up to that time. One took me to Fort Dix, New Jersey, and when I served my time, one brought me back. That's the only time I'd ever been on an airplane. And I said, what did all that mean? She said, well, sounds like to me, you're going to spend the rest of your life in airplanes, 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 and boy, you're going to fly, fly, fly. <laughs> so I, I kept a journal on everything the Lord would say to me. And I wrote that in my journal. That was was January the 1st, about just before 1 a.m. in the morning, 1970. And I wrote the date and the time, and I wrote exactly what they said. And I just kept it in my journal. Then later, when I went to work with Brother Copeland, was the first time I I I flew in a private airplane. Now when I first came to work with him, he had that little skyline. And then shortly after that, he moved up to a Cessna 310. And then before I left, working full-time for him, he he moved up to a uh, Cessna uh, 414. And now, man, like we say in the South, we in high cotton, man, cabin class, you know, and, and boy, I'm sitting up there in the cockpit with Brother Copeland and flying around, you know. Well, you can't do that very long until you get the bug you know, you want to learn to fly. And so I started taking flying lessons and, and so forth. And, and uh, then when I left Brother Copeland's organization as a full-time employee and launched out into my ministry, well, man, I'm being invited to preach all over the country. And I'm driving everywhere with Carolyn and my two daughters. They're just little young girls. And we're, we got a, a Ford station wagon and we're driving that thing all over the country. And now I'm getting so many invitations I can't get to all the places I'm invited to go in a car. Right now, that airplane, airplane, airplane would be real good. (laughs) So I reminded the Lord of that. I said, you said, uh, airplanes, 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 fly, fly, fly. This would be a good time for one of them to manifest. (laughs) Well, it didn't happen right then. But see, i got a dream now. That prophetic word created a dream. I see myself eventually flying to my meetings. Amen. And so, uh, one day, <laughs> the Lord asked me, do you really believe you have received an airplane? I said, yes, I do. He said, why aren't you acting like it? I said, well, Lord, how does one act like he has an airplane? Go get down on run runway? I mean, <laughs> w- what can I do? He said, well, how would it affect your schedule now if you had an airplane? I said, I could go to a whole lot more places. He said, book yourself like you have an airplane. Now, I'm I'm, I'm booking myself for Los Angeles one night and Miami the next. You can't drive there. Not in one day and be fit for anything when you get there. So I'm, I'm booking myself like I have an airplane. Now, you would have thought after I did that, zowie, an airplane would have showed up. No. So I had to start flying commercial. And sometimes the commercial airlines wouldn't even get me to where I needed to go. And I have to rent a car and drive the rest of the way. Okay. But I'm believing for this airplane. And then one day the Lord said, do you really believe you have an airplane? I said, I do. He said, then why aren't you acting like it? I said, Lord, the last time you said that, look what happened. I hardly ever see my family anymore. He said, well, son, where do you plan on keeping it? I said, at the airport. He said, do you have a hanger? I said, no. He said, do you really believe you have an airplane? I said, yes. He said, well, it doesn't sound like it to me. You can't park it at home, son. You need a hanger go get a hanger. I didn't know who to see about a hanger. So I went out to Meacham Field, talked to people. They told me who the general manager was, who rented the hangers. And I went in there and I said, sir, I need a hanger. He said, uh, well, we have a waiting list. I said, I can't wait. I need a hanger now. He said, well, there's a waiting list. I said, I can't wait. He said, well, fill out the application anyway. And, and, and when one comes available, we'll call you. I said, sir, that's not good enough. i got to have one now. He said, fill out the application. So I looked at the application. Name, Jerry Savelle. Company, Jerry Savelle. At that time, Jerry Savelle Evangelistic Association. Address. I gave the address. Type aircraft. (laughs) I left that one blank. Single engine, multi-engine turbo, jet. I left that one blank. Description, left that one blank. End number, left that one blank. Only thing I could fill out next was signature, sign my name. Gave it back to him. He said, sir, uh, you need to complete this application. I said, I did. That's all I know. He said, do you own an airplane? I said, yes, I do. (laughs) He said, but you don't know what kind it is? I said, no, I don't. He said, you don't know if it's single engine, twin, turbo, jet? I said, no, I don't. You don't know the N number? No, sir, I don't. Now, this is getting deep, okay? <laughs> so I had a New Testament in my pocket and I pulled it out and I opened to Hebrews chapter 11. I said, sir, I don't know if you understand this or not, but it's not necessary for you to understand it. I understand it. Hebrews 11 says, verse 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. I can't see my airplane, but I have evidence that it does exist. My faith is the substance of things hoped for and evidence that it does exist. He said, I understand that. I said, you don't have to understand it. I understand it. I said, so I need a hanger. He said, I told you there's a waiting list. I said, sir, you don't understand. If I don't get a hanger, the airplane won't come. I have to have a hanger. He said, Well, I'm sorry, I wish I could help you, but we only if I had a hanger, I only rent hangers to people who actually have airplanes. I said, sir, I just explained to you, I have an airplane. You just can't see it. We only rent hangers to people who have airplanes we can see. I said, okay, are you a Christian? He said, Yes, I'm a Christian. I said, okay. If God appears to you tonight and says to you, you blocked Jerry Savell from having an airplane because you didn't provide for him a hanger. He has to have a hanger before the airplane can manifest. I said, can you live with that? He said, no, I can't. I'll give you my hanger. And he gave me his hanger. And the airplane manifested two weeks later. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, the Lord had told me also... He said, I don't want you ever flying airplanes with debt on them. Oh, he just gave me another impossible <laughs> thing. I never owned anything that had debt on it. I went dead at 18 years old. Everything Carol and I had before we came to Fort Worth, there were notes on it. We still had three more notes on the broom. We hadn't even paid it off yet. You know, <laughs> And now God's talking about debt free airplanes. But praise God that first airplane came debt free. It came debt free. Hallelujah. And I want to give this report that was 10 debt free airplanes ago. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. And every time I would outgrow one, I would sow it into another ministry and start dreaming of the next one. In fact, not only did I dream it, I would have a model of what I was believing for made so I could put it on the corner of my desk. So every time I'd be in my office, that's the first thing I'd see is the model of the airplane I'm believing for. God did that for Abraham. When God told him and Sarah, you will be a father of many nations. You will be the mother of many nations. You know, in the natural, that was impossible they were old. Sarah couldn't conceive. Her womb was dead. But what did God do for them so they could visualize this coming to pass? He took Abraham and took him outside and said, pick up some of that sand. Let it sift through your hands. And if you can count the number of grain that falls through your hands, that's the number of your seed. And then he said, come on out tonight and look in the stars. Look at the stars in the sky. If you can count the number of stars, that's how many your seed will be. What's he doing? Giving him something to visualize, to perfect the dream.
0: Are you ready to see God do something new? What if God is about to move in your life like never before? Today's special offer, the Barrier Breaking First special package contains Jerry Savelle's brand new two-part CD series, Barrier Breaking First, his insightful book, Knowing God, and his best-selling book, If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny. In this special package, Jerry reveals a prophetic word given to him about the days to come, how God desires you to experience new firsts in your life, and how to come into agreement with God and his plan to see them manifest, It's time for you to go further than ever before. It's time for a new breakthrough. Don't delay. Call or go online now to jerrysavelle.org and request your copy of the Barrier Breaking First special package. Don't miss what God is about to do. Order now and begin to position yourself for new breakthroughs, new favor, and new blessings. Thank you once
1: again for joining us today. I trust these programs have been a blessing to your life. And I pray that in the name of Jesus, what you've learned, you'll be a doer of it. And God promises when you're a doer of his word, then you will be blessed in all your deeds. Amen. Before we leave the air, let me remind you of our special product offer. First of all, two CDs entitled Barrier Breaking First. You know, one of the things I've learned about first is every time you have one, it's like a domino effect. It's just one comes right after the other. And then this special little book I wrote a number of years ago, If Satan Can't Steal Your Dreams, He Can't Control Your Destiny. God gave you that dream. It's worth fighting for. And praise God, if you will stay in faith, then God will see to it that that dream becomes reality. Don't let Satan steal your dream. And then once again, this little book, Knowing God. I wrote this book a number of years ago, and it's still a very, powerful lesson. One of the greatest teachings I believe I've ever done, knowing God. So this is our resource package for this week. And uh, I want to encourage you to place your order. You can go to jerrysavelle.org, or you can look on the screen and find out all the ordering information and the price. We encourage you to place your order right now while it's fresh on your mind. And let me encourage you to join us again next week for Adventures in Faith. We look forward to seeing you then. Remember, your faith will overcome the world.